Whenever Marco Rubio speaks, all I hear is, I'm here! Hey! 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 I'm here! Welcome to the Lions of Liberty podcast. Here is your host, your guide, your shining beacon of liberty, Mark Clare. And welcome back, guys, to the Lions of Liberty podcast. This is, oh my god, it's the 176th episode of this program. The numbers keep getting higher. It's funny how that works. Uh, just like these GOP debates keep getting longer, and we have yet another GOP debate recap for you here tonight. And uh, But first, as uh, many people have expressed interest in helping us grow financially and uh, contributing, we don't have a way to contribute directly yet. We are working on that. But if you'd like to help us in a very easy way and do all your Amazon shopping through our Amazon link, you can find that at lionsofliberty.com slash Amazon. And we get a little kickback for all your orders at no extra cost to yourself. And Amazon has literally everything that exists, except for some illicit items, which you can find on the dark web. But we'll talk about that later, maybe. But first, I'm going to bring in my associates who have have braved this GOP storm that we we jumped out of at the last second because we could just could not handle the constant pelting with a uh, neocon blabbery but um we are here with uh first of all to my left as usual resident rand expert who had had no rand analysis to, to conduct tonight uh Mr. Brian McWilliams. Hello. By the way, there's a way people can donate directly and uh, it's just if you come to Los Angeles just go around yell uh, hey Brian McWilliams and eventually you're going to find me just hand me like $20. Yeah. Or just arrange to meet up with us and give us the money. I mean, or you I mean there's a few methods you can use uh, to find I, I us. I guess, but you'll meet a lot more people if you don't. You will, do you will. And you'll find out who hates you in in this town and, you know. Everybody. Yeah. Anyway, I don't recommend that method, but you can just give us money. I, I ain't gonna stop you. Send send me a letter, send me a carrier pigeon. Just buy send us and buy us some angel. drinks. Many methods, but Amazon is the preferred method um, for now. Uh, my preferred method of watching GOP debates has been one that includes Rand Paul, but uh, this week that's no longer the case. We'll get to that in a minute, or maybe we won't since he wasn't there. But I've got a couple other Liberty compatriots with us today. And um, first of all, before we before we get too far ahead of ourselves, let's just tell everybody, of course, we need a few adult beverages to get through a GOP debate. Uh, I am sipping on a nice, delicious, hard apple cider Strongbow over here. And Brian is like tripled. I don't know. He's got a soda water. He's what else you got over I'm here? triple fisting. Uh, you know, it's like I got some Strongbow. I got some Crown Royal Rye, which one whiskey of the year. I don't usually drink uh, Crown Royal like Ted Cruz, that Canadian. But uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight. All right. And uh, we're going to go ahead and bring in... Our legal counsel, Mr. Rico from Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, friends? Things are good. That was the nicest introduction I you've was just ever thinking had. That. So the absolute nicest. I was like, I what's he going to call us tonight? <laughs> I wanted to throw a curveball. So that was it. Curveball thrown. And what are you sipping on over there in the Cleveland? I am drinking my uh, moonshine again because I had some from before and I haven't drank it in a while. So what better time to break it out than right now? The moonshine that you brewed, what, over, uh, was it over Christmas or? Yeah, it was like three weeks ago, probably. It's still good. It's still got all the Everclear and rum in it, so it does a trick. All right, and who else do we have? Let me see here. Let me just spin the Wheel of Liberty. And we landed on Mr. J.B. Lubin, who I believe is still residing in the city of Philadelphia. Hello, hello. And oh. yes, I am. All right, good. City of Liberty. The first city of liberty, might I add. All right. Philadelphia. And that's why we have you on. It's certainly not because of your stunning personality. No, <laughs> certainly not. It just sounds better if we have someone from where the Liberty Bell is, you know? By the so way, got a broadcasting system. live from the Liberty Bell. Can I, can I raise a toast real quick? Uh, this is the week we lost 
David Bowie. We lost a lot. And Alan Rickman. Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, Lemmy. But David Bowie, I'm Afraid of Americans, very apropos when you watch this debate. (laughs) And you watch this debate, you are afraid of of at least a a portion of Americans. Not just the guys on stage, but a lot of the people in the audience enthusiastically cheering on some of their statements. Was this uh, the most ironic part of the debate where Chris Christie was talking about how the world... It's less peaceful now that there's less democracies. So to combat that, we need to start bombing people. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting because the biggest democracy in the world, I guess, I don't know, depending on how you define biggest, but most powerful is the United States. And the United States seems to have been one of the biggest military aggressors of the last century. So, yeah, he apparently doesn't get that point. The world's not more peaceful because of democracy when we're bombing everyone, but... Hey, uh, I mean, Christie does what he does. Like compared to say, I don't know, utter tyranny like in North Korea, democracy might be a little better. But you know, just having a country that chooses its leaders through voting does not automatically, you know, land you in some peaceful utopia, as I think we can all look around the world and see uh, plainly with our own eyes. But you know, Chris Christie lives in a lot of. Uh, a lot of fantasy worlds in his own mind. He lives in a world where he's a staunch um, pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment defender. And yet, yeah, because he touted his... I, I mean, we, me, myself and John Odermatt, he's been the, the 2A watch, the Second Amendment expert on uh, Alliance of Liberty. And he's been following Chris Christie since before he even announced for president because he has a very pretty anti-gun past, at least a pro-gun control. You know, he's in New Jersey and he always, he always uses that excuse. Well, I'm from New Jersey. you got to work with these people, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's become very clear now. He did have like a good year of pardoning people that were had gun convictions. Uh, a lot of people that came out of state. Um, he commuted the sentence of Brian Aiken, former guest on the show. He's done a lot of pro gun stuff that was out in the public eye recently. But our theory, well, me and Odie, and probably anybody really paying attention to how politics works, is that this is all you know smoke and mirrors. It's, he's he's done a couple. You know, pardons that are great for those people, but they, you know, if he really wanted to pardon people, he would really attempt to change the laws in his state that are winding these innocent people being arrested and in, and in prison. But he's not really pushing to do that. He's just well, pardoning a few of them. He's a governor. He gets things done, unlike senators. That's all he says every he time. Did, well, he says that in every debate. He's like, yeah, you know, when you guys are senators, you goes up there and you talk and you talk and you talks. But I'm a governor and a prosecutor and I get things done. And I know that's not how he sounds at all. But nine eleven, Rocky there. I'm kind of like channeling Tony Danza a little bit, too. Yeah, totally, totally Danza. <laughs> Tony hey, Jonathan, Danza what are you up there in the Senate? Tolkien's all, all does. Where's Angela's? Right. And, that, and, of course, he has to mention that he was a prosecutor, which we, we uh, you guys jumped off. I was listening in the car the way over here, but <laughs> I did nail it with our drinking game rules. Chris Christie did mention that he was a prosecutor well, once he, again. I believe the actual rules said Chris Christie mentioning that he prosec- was a prosecutor oh, of 9-11 terrorists. Yeah, he didn't quite say it. He said, quite, yeah. he said I was a prosecutor and then mentioned 9-11 three seconds later. Right. I think it was close enough. I drank. Yeah, close, close enough for enough. us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, close enough for us is open your mouth and we all drink. Let's be honest. But <laughs> uh, so where do we even start here? Let's start with let's play a little game. Let's play a little game called Who's the Biggest Neocon? Ooh. And let's let's why don't we go around and rank? Try to rank these guys from most neocon to least. And um, I have no idea. I haven't thought through uh, the game any further than that, so I'm not sure how we're going to do this. But uh, why don't we just start with uh, JB? I feel like it's been the longest since you've been on. So who do you think uh, was the, the number one most most neocon And d- just to provide a definition, I guess, to our audience, uh, I'm going to, for the purposes of this discussion, define most neocon as most wanting to bomb the shit out of people all over the globe. So JB, who, who strikes you as the most neocon in that context? 
I'm drinking single malt scotch whiskey. By oh, yeah, the way, by the way. In case anyone I'm was sorry. wondering, <laughs> Glenfiddich 14, oh. very tasty. But to answer your question. Thanks for keeping me in check. I'm getting really bad with the, uh, the drink. Drink uh, enunciation. Oh, it's no problem. I just want to, you know. Oh, I always want to big up the scotch. You know, I have very strong feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, we're pushing for that sponsorship. Exactly. I have to go with Marco Rubio. Marco and Rubio, okay. If you would have asked me three months ago, I would have thought myself insane to say he would be the most neocon out of that group. But he's like chicken hawk number one all of a sudden. Everything that comes out of his mouth seems super aggressive nowadays. I don't know if this is a new tactic that his team is trying out or something. Maybe he thinks it's going to help him in the polls. But he certainly comes off as the most, you know, war hawkish of all the people up there. And it seems to have happened, like, in a matter of months, to me personally. I don't know if you guys agree or we're paying more closer attention to him, but that's how I see it. Whenever Marco Rubio speaks, all I hear is... I'm here. Hey, 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 I'm here. Yeah, he does. He speaks like a guy who nearly needs a wedgie. He sounds like a 17 year old whiny brat. Yeah. But I do agree with you, JB. I was going to list Marco as my top one, too. I I agree. For some reason, he's come out hard now. It's like, our military is not big enough. We got to build it up. We got to go to war. We got to bomb. We got to do it. And he talks just like that, too. It's (laughs) a micro machine man. Micro, micro, mark. Oh, my God. I can't even say that. The Marco Machine Man. The Marco Machine. That's his new name, and you got a new Photoshop to uh, make. Boom. That's awful. Marco Machine. <laughs> yeah, are... seriously. But all tonight, he was like, Marco Machine. It's like, Jesus Christ. Take a Got to bomb now. Yeah, I have no idea what he's talking about because he just talks too fast. All right. Well, that's that's two for Marco. What do you what did you think, Rico? Did Marco strike you as the most neoconning tonight? Uh, it's hard to, to say, but just as far as Marco Rubio on uh, kind of a tangent, doesn't he seem like um, like a little kid whose mom dressed him up in a suit for a picture? <laughs> <laughs> like he's got to go to his like cousin's bar mitzvah. Like, and he's his like, mom, well, we're like, not even Jewish. Flicks her fingers and puts his hair behind his ears. <laughs> oh, without like, a doubt. Uh, that's just I don't know. That's the impression. Marco, I come here. Come here. Oh, you got this one hair sticking out. Oh, let me get that for you. In the wintertime. It's, 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 looks that do it, I swear. He looks like a child compared to everyone else. He really there. does. Yeah. And he acts a little little kid. But uh, I don't know. I, I think I was – before JB answered, I was going to go Cruz probably. But uh, I also was kind of zoning out most of the debate because I've heard all of them talk a million times and it's all this the same. It really felt like not a greatest hits, like a, a worst hits of other last of five GOP debates, minus the Rand Paul part, which is usually the only yeah. part that's... I mean, sometimes Trump is entertaining. I, I'm getting a kick out of Carson because he's just totally gone off the rails. He was always off the rails, but he's, he's like oh, pushing he's himself completely insane tonight. Can we, we can come back to that. He was we insane will. tonight. We will. I, I don't know if he counts as a neocon. He more just counts as, like, I don't know. Some, we need a, a new word for what Ben Carson is. Um, was he advocating bombing people? Like, oh, if, yeah. If ISIS puts them in a truck, <laughs> oh, well, they shouldn't have been in there. <laughs> like, what? No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. He's like, he's like, well, what if there's innocents <laughs> on the tankers? He's like, oh, well, kill them. Whatever. They shouldn't be in the tankers. It's like, holy shit. What are you talking about, Ben? It wasn't just that, too. He said something else after that. I made a note of it. I could bring him up. But, yeah, he's gone completely, off, as you said, off the rail. It's just insane. Uh, I've, got a, um, I've, got a, staff. 
I've got a dark horse candidate for the neocon discussion. It's not who I would choose as my number one, but a guy who has kind of seemed softish, as as Donald Trump has kind of uh, implied, he's sort of a, a wuss. Um, but uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying what, what Trump has said, and he only and he checks his facts, so he knows. But uh, Jeb Bush was sounding pretty neocon this evening. Maybe it's because he's not doing so well in the polls. Heck, he's polling lower than Rand Paul in Iowa, who's not even allowed in this debate, which we should probably talk about at some point a little bit. Um, but, um, which I will, I actually have a beef with Rand Paul today, but we'll get to that if there's time and I'll make time cause I'm the host of the show. So, Hey, yo. um, but Jeb was out there advocate talking about no fly zones in Syria, arming Sunnis, arming Kurds. He wants to, I mean, I have seen no difference between Jeb and Hillary Clinton at all. Foreign policy wise. And I'm not saying he's worse than the other guys, but I just, I think compared to the other, other debates, he has seemed um, just a little bit less of a bombastic, and he didn't really sound bombastic in the way he comes across. But if you actually look at the things he was saying tonight, yeah, seems seems pretty neocon. And maybe it's it's just you know we're getting towards Iowa. It seems like Cruz and and Rubio they make these bombastic statements, like Cruz talked about, you know, seeing if the sand will glow in the dark in the Middle East. So maybe he's thinking, well, maybe the, the way for me to get ahead is just to to up the neocon ante a bit. Well, how many times tonight did he say that we need to increase the size of the military? I mean, what are the guesses? I I say at least three. At all opportunities, essentially. And then there was dead silence. (laughs) The man wants more more ships. This being uh, not that entertaining. The beginning of this debate was pretty damn entertaining. I mean, I tweeted out, I want to see Ted Cruz and Donald Trump and the new Odd Couple because when they were going at it early on, it was hilarious oh, i was cracking was, up yeah. i was, was really like, funny <laughs> donald trump could be a stand-up with oh, his totally. just like his i don't know whatever is going back and forth with these people he's highly entertaining yeah they had singers I, both of them had singers ted cruz did too he's a master debater as we know and his his facial expressions or trump's were just he's like uh, <laughs> every wow. time every time they they come to a single shot of him like in the beginning of the debate when they're introducing everyone his his i don't know how he gets his mouth like that it's like droopy dog like his chin is drooping down and it's it's like not even a frown it's like a full circle that goes around his chin it's it's amazing um but that face seems to get droopier and droopier every time and and it's like it's so purposeful too he's like yeah here i am what mm-hmm. you gonna do about it i'm winning eat it <laughs> he really looks like he's enjoying himself up there he's absolutely like, having a blast he loves it and you know i think that's part of the appeal again it's like i mean comp- like he's not on my he might be the last on the list of the most neocon-y sounding guys tonight i mean I, he sounds like ridiculous when he's talking about economic war with China and stuff like that. And maybe he sounds pretty strong with refugees and immigration, but he doesn't sound like he wants to go around bombing everyone at least. And that's more than I can say for pretty much everyone else on stage. Is I mean, is, is Donald Trump the l- number seven of the least neocon And if anyone thinks otherwise, I, I, no, I, I agree yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to agree too. Well, K- Kasich doesn't really go off the deep end so much with the the whole killing people thing. He doesn't know? get to talk though, so you know. Fair enough. <laughs> Who well, knows gotten, what he really he, thinks? He's gotten closer to the neocon line though as the debates have gone on. In the beginning, he was coming out and he was kind of like the anti-establishment candidate along with Rand. I remember the first debate, he was like, you know, pro gay marriage, and he had some different sense. I was like, oh wow, this Kasich guy, he's not so bad. But then as he's dropped in the polls, he's kind of gone more towards the neocon side of things he comes across as my advisors told me i have to sound a little meaner 
So oh, I'm going God. to I'm going to blandly try to do that. He was trying so hard like, to talk. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> Saudi Arabia's our allies. We gotta send the money, but we gotta tell them knock it off with that jihad, you you kids. Well, you know what's funny when he was, he's like, I'll tell you when I'm president, I'll tell you that I'm going to do this. He's like, I mean, I'll ask you. It was like, like he's such a nice guy. Well, we under, be, he's trying so hard. Got to go about it the right way. I will. Ha- I will host a cordial meeting. We will have a couple of uh, strongbows. Yeah, and, it's like, um, can you imagine him in the bedroom? Maybe like, yeah, you like that. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do to you. I mean. If that's okay. If you ask me, ask me to kiss you. Then I'm going to kiss you. Never imagine John Kasich in the bedroom. Well, you're but, welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to Photoshop that. To this either. is the kind of liberty analysis you can only get here at Lions of Liberty. Folks. Hardcore so, liberty no, analysis. We have. I, think, I think Ben Carson Our fans are the fucking problem. best because they sit through this and, and keep coming back. So Uh-oh. I love you all. <laughs> what is that, JB? I, th- I think Ben Carson has that same exact problem. He's talking about like bombing the fuck out of people and in the voice of like a new age spiritual healer it's like so monotone and relaxing like, i feel like i should be meditating when he's talking he should be running a cult because oh. he can convince people in that nice calm voice to murder oh. people you're like manson style children yeah, need to exactly just, just murder doing. everyone and it'll be all right yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Carson seems to be, he he just wanted to talk about every war that could ever happen. He's like, we got real wars, we got wars of all kinds, income wars, gender wars, flame um, wars, age on, wars. In the YouTube like, comment section, flame wars. <laughs> yeah, what was that? Wait, did you he actually mention flame wars? Promise. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I thought flame that was a joke. He, <laughs> he was literally like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Reed. <laughs> he was like, that's not our based on our Judeo Christian values. Like, oh okay, the Muslims brought in the negative comments on YouTube. <laughs> He went on. He went on for like three minutes about it. He was like, "We got to stop. You know, you can't go online without anybody saying mean things in the comments." It's like this is a presidential debate. He's what are you clearly been about? really burned. He's been on every like Facebook group, like just crying in all the comments. Well, every him. one of his advisors has left him, so maybe he's fishing online, and people are like, "You're a jerk." You look like a nerd, Ben, and he, he just, just quietly Googles, cries. He gurgles, Googles Ben he just, Carson he replies, I do have energy. I do. I swear to God. He's going to post his own. He's going to post Chocolate oh. Rain starring Ben Carson. Oh, my God. Ben Carson. It'll be even slower. Chocolate Rain. So, fun, so I don't even know fun. if we can classify Ben Carson on the neocon scale or not because he's so off the rails. It's like he's on another planet. Like I feel like it's not giving him credit enough credit to just call call him a measly neocon. He's like an interplanetary. Um, just, what did you call him, JB? Uh, like a, he's like a a new age spiritual. Yeah, leader. exactly. He's like an interplanetary being sent here to <laughs> bring us confusion and awe in our, in our presidential cycle. It's making me like him more, though. I mean, God, it's just. I don't know. I, I don't like any of these guys really at all, but at least Carson and Trump in their own special way do come across as not just, you know, reading off this neocon script at least. Even if Carson's is I mean, I don't know who wrote his script. Not not, Nobody. Me. not, a, <laughs> not, not me. a person. Yeah. <laughs> Morphine before the debates wrote his script. The gray, the grays that came to visit him in the middle of the night. <laughs> the probes. I can imagine Ben Carson like sitting at the hotel bar, talking to the bartender, having a glass of scotch. He's like, what do you think I should say tonight? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, YouTube pisses me off. <laughs> Where did this debate take place, by the way? Is it North Carolina or South Carolina? South. Because yeah, at some point, Bartramona or Maria Bart- Bartolola, whatever. Yeah, we she don't was, need to get she the was like, we're, right. we're going to be back from South Carolina. And I was like, oh, okay. 
She was North Charleston. Up. How about yeah. when uh, when she was getting all uppity because Ted Cruz was like, yeah, well, people have that New York attitude, and you know, people from New York, they're not conservative. No, but nothing good comes from New York. She's like, <laughs> she's like, well, I'm from New York. What's this New York attitude about? And he's like, yeah, you wouldn't know because you're from New York. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then Donald Trump's like, well, New York had 9-11, and we rebuilt, and I was there, and that is a very terrible thing to say, Ted Cruz. And that's where Chris Christie got <laughs> fully erect behind the podium, by the way. That, <laughs> that was the most, like, calm moment of Donald Trump's campaign, though. He got, like, super somber and, like, went into, like, he did, like, the non-neocon version of using the 9-11 thing. Like, he didn't go into, yeah, I got the terrorists after 9-11 like Chris Christie would. He just did, like, the whole, we rebuilt that city. How, di- how dare you talk about the people of New York like that? How dare you, Ted Cruz? Yeah. That was very, very, very offensive. How many people talk like Tony Danza? (laughs) Wait, well, everybody that Mark doesn't impress you have talks like Tony Danza. That's my new default. Even my Alex Jones is now Tony Danza. (laughs) Angelou, get the floor right out of the water. Sorry, JB. He got a room full of South Carolinians to applaud for New York. That, that, that stands for something. He might be half presidential material after I saw that. He may indeed be a true leader. Well, anything, yeah. anything for support your troops will get applause there, so it's kind of yeah. tied. You, you pull those nine eleven heart strings in, yeah. and you kind of feel like I, I, I applauded a little from the couch. I was like, all right, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. you got me. Don't want to be the a hole sitting on my hands during the nine eleven feel good moment. Now, do I? Yeah. Speaking of speaking of nine eleven, let's just transition to Chris Christie. Can the guy ever just talk? Without going into this like aggressive diatribe that ends with him staring into the camera, going, "When I'm president, I'm gonna kick some ass." See, like he said, "Like I'm gonna kick Obama. We're gonna kick your butt out of the White House." Never mind his terms over. That's no worse than me. my impression. That's my. I, well, I was talking like a professional wrestler, so I'm doing like a Boston oh, okay. impression. Oh, don't talk about professional uh. wrestling to us. <laughs> well, then you do, then you do a better impression of Chris Christie as a professional wrestler. Well, <laughs> I, I that's I what I. I don't know where to go with that, but anywho. But seriously, um, can the guy just talk like a human being for once? Just one time? Just have a nice calm, you know, here are my points of view instead of this blustery bullshit. And then he turns into this, like, you know, this aggressive crap where it's... You know what I was sick of hearing about tonight that we heard about from Chris Christie is this Iran, the sailors, capturing the sailors thing. Was a non-issue. I mean, come on. Come on. On. Nope, we need to go to war. I mean, really? He's like, yeah, they're out there saying this was such a great thing because they were released. It shows we have better relations. I'm like, yeah, they were released like 24 hours. That, that is actually a good thing, Chris Christie. That's nope. not a bad thing. What, it would be better if they were held longer. Like, come on. They went into Iranian territory, perhaps by accident. If an Iranian ship came into U.S. territory off the coast of California, we would have those mother effers in Guantanamo oh, yeah. strung up by their balls, okay? <laughs> and Chris Christie would be cheering it on. And he'd be like, yeah, I told you, we got to get the terrorists if they come near in our waters. Angela. Angela. Guantanamo Bay. is such Tony a ridiculous. Tony in a one-person show. It's the Lions and Liberty podcast. <laughs> get him on. He'll come and, on. And Donald Trump on Facebook. Yes, I follow Donald Trump on Facebook because I like to go on there and troll people sometimes. Uh, but he posted these photos of the, uh, you know, the sailors with their hands behind their back. And the sailors are, like, sitting with their shoes off, like, eating bowls of curry. Like, he's like, this is an outrage. We need to, the president did not even 
even mention them in the state of the union. I'm like, yeah, because it's a freaking non-issue. They were went into waters. They were taken just like you know, like anybody would be in a in a, if they went to U.S. waters, and they were released. And they the ones who sorted it out in less than like a day. I mean, what is there to talk about here? They were not abused. They were not tortured. Yeah, they had their hands up in the air when they when they were first captured, and Iran posted pictures about it on their Instagram. Who cares? And they fed them curry. Oh my oh my god, they made them take their shoes off on the floor. Stop curry, it. Come curry on. Curry is pretty bad. And the food looks hey, pretty we good. That when we go to the airport. We don't even get any curry. These guys got chicken tikka masala, okay? I don't feel bad for them. It's not that bad. It's not, this is not an international incident that I had matters. that for lunch today. Who, who was the one that was talking about uh, Iran having a nuclear bomb, but for the wrong reasons? What are the right reasons? What are the right reasons? Tender love and care. They, want a, they don't want a nuclear bomb for this reason. They want it because their religion tells them they need to bomb everyone or something with it and i was like what um but if no one remembers it doesn't really you know what if if muhammad had said hey get a nuclear bomb and it's in the torah i'm switching religions because that guy knows what's up he was uh clairvoyant he was like uh nostradamus i guess yeah i don't know all right, huh? we're we're, we're, we're santorum-esque religious scholars I, I like the i hope mark doesn't edit too much so he has rico going huh Huh? I, wasn't, oh, I wasn't gonna speak. edit this at all until you mentioned editing. Now I gotta edit out the editing mentioning, or people are gonna think, wait, they edit this? Our oh, new boy. segue for between any oh, topic boy. should be, huh? Speaking of Santorum, and this will probably be the only time we bring him up. Um, did anyone else watch the kitty debate at all? No, you are our, our kitty debate correspondent. Okay. What's your give me your thirty so, second review? Okay, well, obviously it was a neocon love fest. Um, but one of Santorum's highlights was talking about exporting Mexicans and Guatemalans to make <laughs> their countries great again. As an export, like we got money back for it, like, it's like exporting. Yeah, export. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are we importing in exchange? I don't, uh, less people, apparently. Bolivians. Uh, yeah, so the, we're, they're going to export Mexicans and Guatemalans to make those countries great again. It's like he was like basically like, well, what are they doing here if they're so great? Well, why don't they go back to their own? <laughs> was country? he wearing a hat that said "Make Guatemala Great Again"? <laughs> it's basically, just well, it would have been in Spanish. Yeah, he was just uh, taking Trump, but in a total bastardized, terrible, even more terrible way about the immigrants. It was reverse it was Trump. He's yeah. like the reverse Flash. He's reverse Trump. Was he, gonna, yeah. was he talking about tariffing them, too? You know, it's like, they have to leave a finger behind. Oh, yeah. What about well, Trump and his whole, I'm a free market guy. I'm totally for the free trade and the free markets. we got to tariff the shit out of these guys. No. Does he not understand those, contra- those statements are completely contrary to each other in every way? Um, I would like to know, like, aren't we off, better off in some ways when, if so, China is... You know, manipulating their currency, and we're getting the, if we're getting these products at on pennies on the dollar, doesn't that make the consumers better off? Sounds like a good deal. So, yeah, don't I, we have more money to spend dollar. elsewhere then? Well, because I mean, Donald Trump is a classic American protectionist. He wants to quote unquote bring the jobs back, and uh, you know, block trade from other countries, and so that we have to make stuff so it becomes cheaper to make stuff here. Um, you know, elim- eliminate all the barriers. Hey, I want to eliminate barriers to American companies making products that are cheaper too. But you know, he 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 goes about it in more a protectionist way than purely a free market way. So I mean, I, I've never been in the market for a Chinese tractor, but if I can get one for ten dollars, yeah, I mean, I want. as far as I know, John <laughs> you know, Deere still makes better tractors than China. Like people, I mean, I don't know, maybe China does make tractors. That they, they were use. Japanese. Just to fact oh, check you, they were oh, sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> Check your facts. Call the, you just called the Muslim holy book the Torah, so I don't think you should be fact-checking. <laughs> oh, anybody. yeah, that's okay. true. Wait, did that happen? <laughs> yeah, I did. I, I, wow, I, <laughs> I did call it the Torah. <laughs> I'm a Jew, and I let that pass. <laughs> fatwa on McWilliams. Uh, I've had a lot uh, of fatwas I, in I, my bed. I think we should all get an intellectual pass after sitting through two and a half plus hours. And of, I was drinking the, the whole damn today. time, by the way. Well, then that should make you smarter, I thought. Well, it usually does, but apparently not tonight. Uh, the Koran. Okay, the Koran. All right. So what, what what else do we have to hit on here? Why don't we talk about... Um, do we want to talk about Rand Paul for a second? Or do we want to still talk about these guys? Because I didn't see his thing. You know why? Because it was on freaking Periscope. He did his whole... And uh, his his rally, and uh, well, now we can also talk about the fact that Rand Paul wasn't in this debate for a minute, which I think all of us felt because you know you don't realize we criticize Rand Paul a lot. We praise him sometimes too. We praise him a good amount, but you don't realize till some till someone's gone sometimes just how much just you like miss Bowie him. and Rickman because it really stands out the the stark contrast between everything we heard tonight and what we just didn't hear, which is at least the, the counter from Rand Paul of oh, uh, pointing out, um, hey, this guy wants to have a no-fly zone. Do you realize what that means? That that means shooting down Russian planes, which means World War III, which means nuclear weapons and all of that terrible stuff? There's just no sane voice up there tonight. I mean, yeah. Trump sounds least bad to me on, on foreign policy when it comes to the military stuff, which is amazing because that's the guy everyone seems to hate the most, and I, I get the reasons... People, you know, vitriolically hate Trump, but I, I will say this and then continue to say this. I think the Trump hate goes over the top in comparison to the policies of everybody else. Well, people react to his personality, I think, for the Trump hate more than anything. But, I mean, it is – yeah, you do miss Rand Paul because you're right. Trump has pretty good foreign policy views in general. But, you know, when he gets into the economics, that's where you'd see Rand Paul as well, you know, step up and say – what you're saying is ridiculous. Doesn't make any sense. Here's why X Y Z. And that would have been a perfect spot for Rand Paul to jump in and and say, well, actually, if you listen to what Donald just said here, you know, it completely makes no sense. Right. Although he would have said it. Well, the interesting thing is, is, and then he would start a sentence because that's what he does with every sentence. Watching that Trevor Noah thing on the Daily Show, he said it like 17 times. Yeah. Well, he the did. interesting thing is, Trevor is. How is everything one? interesting, Rand? It can't all be interesting. Some of it's kind of mild and bland. Let's be honest. Wait. So who do you, who is really more anti-Muslim? Not that I uh, approve of Trump's no Muslim in- immigration policy, which is ridiculous. But I think that's better than all the other people talking about bombing everyone in the Middle East. I mean, isn't that more kind of racist? That's an interesting question. It's, it's Go ahead, more Jimmy. harmful, certainly. I don't yeah. know if it's more racist. What do you, you mean? What's more, the the bombing I'd or the be immigration than killed? Yes. Yeah, I, I, think, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> if I got those two options on a checklist, I would pick. Banned. What would you take today? <laughs> Death or banning? It's I'll like, just stay where I am. Yeah, it's, like, it's like Mad Max Thunderdome when they spin the big wheel and it's like, you can be death, you put on a donkey and send the desert. Like, give me the donkey in the desert, man. Yeah. Get me out of here. So everyone else is like, let's go kill everybody out there. And Trump's like, just right. don't let him in. Right. Just don't open the door. I mean, I think both of those views are simplistic, but if you're going to take a simplistic view, I'll take the guy that just wants to like not let people in instead of you know sending robots around the world to destroy them. I agree. Yeah. You know what? I, I have to give a little bit of credit here. Not credit. Uh, but, you know, even though Jeb's a warmonger, he wants to, you know, expand the military, which I, I love how he's like, we got to expand the military, but we don't want to police the world. It's like, well, mm, 
But anyway, but Jeb did say that uh, banning all the Muslims was a crazy thing, and he brought up good points about what if they're from India? What if they're from all these other countries that have Muslims? No, wait a minute. A- wait a minute. His um, <laughs> his question is like, are we going to ban Muslims from entering Indonesia? <laughs> no, no. He what? was saying Muslims from Indonesia. No, that's not what he said. He said, are we going to ban Muslims um, <laughs> to, go, to go to Indonesia? Who can say in Indonesia now? <laughs> well, like, I don't know. I didn't hear that part. I heard him saying, like, but, but no, Indonesia. you're not the president of Indonesia. So I don't think you have control over their policies. But... Do they even have a president? Isn't it like a stick? <laughs> makes decisions. They just spin the wheel in the stick. I don't stick. know. If you show up with $20, you're their king for a day. Apparently. That'd be probably be a better way to do it. We should just have a stick you spin the wheel. What? All right. Do we have anything more to say about these guys? I tried to bring Rand Paul up, and then we got sidetracked. And well, I don't Teddy, know. let's say... Let's, I'm willing to talk about these guys more. Don't what about Teddy? What about Teddy C? What do we think about Teddy C tonight? God, I don't like him at all. <laughs> He's too damn smooth. He looks like, as we discussed on the last show, he looks like they turned Fonzie into a Lego character. And you know, the, I don't, he's he's too damn slick for my taste. What, what are and the I, chances that he just forgot to put something on a form? Like I don't know anything about this whole controversy, but he's like, it was just a clerical mistake. We just forgot to the, put the, oh, one, the Goldman Sachs thing. One. Yeah, I was like, well, really? I mean, really? see, they're saying they took out a loan, and I don't know. That makes it sound like they're like a couple like you know young uh, young budding homeowners who are like yeah. struggling in life. He and said like, <laughs> he like put the um, his house as collateral, I think, against the loan to run for senate. Which I mean, if that's seems true, seems a little odd because I've never heard of that I before. I don't think a, a senate pays that much, you know, to. to uh, put a mortgage against your home on unless you're well, I mean he's been a prosecutor and making money probably years ways. before that maybe he's giving speeches like Hillary or yeah or they're making or making deals like Hillary yeah you know getting bribes from lobbyists like they all probably do but it was just kind of an odd uh well, what about when Ted Cruz was going after Christie, which was good, uh, about you know gun control and and you know if you're really going to support something, you got to be there all the time and and not just talk about it. I believe that's what it was Christie when he was talking about that. And I'm just all I'm thinking is yeah, kind of like when you talked up audit the Fed this whole time, it didn't even show up for the yeah, vote. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was busy. He was busy. I know he had a campaign in New Hampshire. Well, you know, what do you think about what he, uh, what, you know, talking about the legalization issue with his whole Canadian status or not, uh, whether he's a citizen? I was kind of impressed with, uh, you know, how he schooled Trump on the whole constitutional issue and blah, 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 and went into it. I don't know, well, Rico, you're the, you're the legal scholar here. I mean, well, yeah, you tell us. Can I mean, good. it wasn't that impressive because Trump's just talking out of his ass. <laughs> so he's like, you're talking out of your ass. Um, and, and then he's like, well, Trump's like many lawyers. It's like, well, a lawyer can argue anything. You know, there's five. I know million, we have one on all the time to do just there's, that. There's five million lawyers in the country, and uh, you know, you can find anyone to say anything. That's like if, a percentage of the population. That's amazing. I, I don't know. I just made up that number. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, but I'm sure. I'm sure it's even more than that. Yeah. So his whole point, like, well, you know, many, many lawyers have said that it was, it's a ridiculous argument or his argument that the that's like saying yeah. experts say, I mean, yeah, anybody can be an expert <laughs> yeah. on anything yeah. and say anything. It means nothing. Yeah. I mean, his Trump's position is ridiculous. And then and then he tried to, you know, add to it by saying, well, the Democrats will sue over it. Well, you know, uh, anyone can file a lawsuit. That doesn't mean it, it has any merit. So yeah, true. He, he, his whole trying to school uh, 
Ted Cruz about it was was ridiculous. And then and the last thing I thought when he was talking about, well, uh, Lawrence Tribe is a constitutional lawyer. Well, you know who else was a constitutional um, scholar was uh, Obama. And, uh, yeah. he what what happened? Mean, that would have yeah. been a smart response from Cruz. Yeah. That's what Cruz should have said if he was really yeah. slick. Yeah. <sighs> Which, Dude, by the way, slick. you know, talking about many uh, Trump like, oh, many, many lawyers, you know, uh, he loves to do that. It's like in another comment when he's talking about his tariffs thing and the economy, he goes, you know, many businessmen support me. And it's like many Muslims, many of my Muslim yeah, many friends. Many of my Muslim friends. He yeah. likes to he, say he, many people support him. He's only talking. You know why? Because it's one of those things that it's like the big, bold statement you can say that can easily not be backed up by any facts. And no one can really say it's not true. Like you can't like disprove that he has Muslim friends that said he right. they agree with him. You but can't you know, disprove like, that. Americans hear that. Or like, you know, the dumber part of America. They hear that. They go, oh, many business people support him. They say many, many of us have to like a 1920s newsman. Oh, that's just it. Stop the press. Yeah, many folks, many Muslims, many Muslims like his plan. I, I heard Mr. Rockefeller supports Mr. Trump. <laughs> Mr. Rockefeller sure did make a lot of money in them stock market. So Come he on. must know what he's talking about. I, I want to hear JB get on this impression. Come on, JB. I cannot do a 1920s. Yes, you accent. can, JB. You could be the newsboy delivering us the news. Yes. Extra, extra. In those days, oh. Mr. Rockefeller supports Mr. Trump. Businessmen around. <laughs> X3, it's X3. X3, X3. See? Well, see, that's why I'm normally not the newsboy in our, in our role playing. Oh, boy. So, what about um, all, at, like, every candidate's like, go to was, well, I'm going to be the one who's going to beat Hillary Clinton, like, as their, you know. I really hope that. Bernie Sanders Bernie? wins the first two primaries, so then they have to, like, all start. You can't say that anymore. I'm so sick of hearing everything. Yeah. This is not new, by the way. This has been happening for – this is the third election cycle in a row you've had to hear, I'm going to be the one to beat Hillary. Or No, I guess the second one wouldn't have been because that was against Obama. But eight years ago you heard this constantly, and now you're hearing it again constantly. And I don't know. Maybe you should learn a lesson from 2008 and stop presuming because they – I mean – Bernie's polls are picking up. I mean, look, we've talked about Bernie ad, ad nauseum. I think a lot of us have major disagreements with him, uh, obviously. But, uh, God, I mean, if, as a sideline spectator, hell yeah, I want to see Bernie beat Hillary. Absolutely. That would be fantastic. Certainly make things interesting, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it, a little it, bit different talking points they have to address, you know, different topics. Saying, okay, now you have to respond to Bernie Sanders' uh, plans on this, this, and this. Where Hillary overlaps with the neocons in so many places, you could say you have to beat her, but you don't also have to defeat her points because they're the same as yours. And Kasich seemed to laugh it off. He was like, oh, well, I mean, if Bernie wins, yeah, that'll be easy. But <laughs> I, I know, he's like, I know Bernie. He won't Wait, run. He won't win. Bernie has better numbers than Kasich. Yeah, what, what was who, is, about? who is Mr. Like 4%? Kasich to like to like talk down to Bernie. I mean, come on, come on. Bernie had to be watching that if he was watching it. Like, who the hell are you? Maybe Bernie's his barber. <laughs> so he gets his hard haircuts from. <laughs> oh, it's like I heard you talking shit about me last night. Bernie's oh, like, Kasich, I cut your hair. You human piece of garbage. Oh man, I remember. I do remember when you balanced that budget, though. Thank you for reminding me. Seventeen times in the debate last night. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, did you guys know that John Kasich uh, balanced the budget once? Have you ever uh, heard of that? Because, yeah, he I, likes to I may have that. heard it once or twice. <laughs> you need someone that can get in there and balance and just balance it. You got to look at, you got to get the two sides of the scale, put some on one side, put some on the other side until it all, all balances out. Yeah, Kasich 16. So um, I think on the next 
recap can we find is, a, is this the la- is there a next one i don't know i'm so drained i don't know i have but actually, the good thing is i have way more fun doing the show than watching the debate so actually i felt is it like the next debate after iowa so here's the as as, as one uh, certain uh, libertarian leading presidential candidate might say the interesting thing is is <laughs> that uh the next republican debate is right before iowa uh, and it is on january 28th in Iowa, in the Iowa Event Center in Des Moines. Now, Rand Paul claims to have over a thousand precinct captains in Iowa, which is more than anybody else has claimed to have, and they would claim to have more if they if they did have more. Uh, his super PAC has claimed that they've identified 33,000 Rand Paul supporters, far more than he would need to win the caucus. I'm not saying these things are true. I'm just saying these are what people are saying. So, what if... What if? I mean, do you, Brian, you you were said it was a good thing that Rand Paul didn't do the undercard debate when they took him out of the, yeah. the main debate, and I and I was at first not so certain because hey, at least he'd be on TV. There's not millions just of people you, watching. All of everybody on our libertarian email chain, they said you're a fool. They no, threw I, stones and they poked me with sticks. But we, don't take, but we don't take him seriously. So. Yeah, I exactly. agree too. I didn't. I didn't post. But. JB, oh, thank you, thanks for your silence. I'll, 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 be, I'll be honest. I was on your side. JB, you're like, you're like everybody that didn't now. vote for Ron Paul. They're like, you know, I really liked him, but I didn't vote. JB, you're that was, guy. JB was sipping a scotch and just silently nodding. <laughs> exactly. I agree with you, but I will not tell anyone. Yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, like, boy, I said it immediately after it happened. I said this is the best thing he could have done because he's going to get a massive amount of media attention. The undercard debate's not going to garner that much attention anyway. You know, now it's it's played out the favorites of the favorites the people aren't going to jump up like they could before because everybody knows what Rand paul is they know what his demeanor is it's not like a chris christie you can fear monger his way up so yeah i was like this is going to get him so much more attention he's going to be able to talk about his platforms without anybody cutting him off or you know picking and choosing what topics he can discuss so it's a perfect opportunity and blammo whammy He's on The Daily Show. He's on Dr. Oz. He's on CNN. He was on Dr. Oz, too. He was on Dr. Oz, yeah. He was on The View. And they calculated it, this recent article that uh, actually Mark found recently. Yeah, uh, I find articles sometimes. They tabulated as of, uh, you know, before the debate leading into it. He had already had 7 million media impressions, whereas the undercard debate is pegged at 4.7, which I think is probably even too high. So if he just kept his mouth shut and went to the undercard debate, he'd probably have like 4 million people seeing him. But instead, he got more, like 3 million more because of all the various media appearances resulting because people were interested in this story. Like, oh, this guy's not going? Like, he's... In, in a you know, polling above all the undercard guys, why doesn't he want to be on TV? So, yeah. it's a, and you see a lot of he was all over MSNBC, like the the networks that are supposed to be opposed to Fox News, which is interesting because Rand Paul's the Republican. Isn't Fox News supposed to be nice to him? And yet they're the ones excluding him from this debate. Which you really, uh, there's no way you can justify it to me. I mean, if you're going to have tears, then have some kind of. I mean, you can't base base these who's in these debates on when when people are that close they're a tenth of a percent and, and the margin of error is four or five percent and they're within a tenth of each other it seems ridiculous i mean I, i'm not even saying exclude the undercard guys have them all on there i mean whatever you know you've <laughs> or just or make the the line a little more clear but i mean rand is polling above jeb bush in iowa i mean and that's one of their criteria and there's a poll that came out on monday or didn't come out on monday it was it was done on Monday. For some reason, they didn't release it for two days. But if that poll had been calculated, which Fox News said they were going to calculate through Monday, what uh, Rand Paul would have been in, in the debate. So basically leaving out this one poll, which showed him a solid fifth in Iowa, ahead of Jeb Bush, ahead of Chris Christie, ahead of John Kasich, ahead of three people that are in this debate when Iowa is the first state to vote uh, and the first place to have the caucus. I mean, it's just it's inexcusable and ridiculous. Anybody disagree? 
How can what? you? Fox News. Know. Get Fox Business on the line. That that says a lot about the whole democratic process, though, that a news organization is manipulating poll data to decide who's going to be in the debate, who it's people are going to watch. manipulating the data. Is that they're cherry-picking which polls well, yeah, okay. and, and, arb- manip- and setting sort of arbitrary lines that they aren't very Yeah, okay, clear. well, all right, bad Same. choice of words. But they're still yeah, t- picking and choosing what to look at and right. in, in their criteria for who to be in the polls, which is a bunch of bullshit, really. And uh, at first, I didn't agree with the Rand Paul stance, but when I kind of looked at it, you know, what, what is the point of debating Carly Fiorina, Rick Santorum? Um, I wanted to bang my head against the wall watching <laughs> them talk. So I, I just think it's like your just perception goes down by association with those people. Exactly so. right. It's it's that perception. You say, you know, if, if Rand wants to be a serious candidate, he has to say, no, I'm I'm better. I'm not. On these people's level, I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to go down and debate them. It's a waste of my time. Let's think about this. Do you think Donald Trump ever would have gone to an undercard debate? Oh, hell no. If no. his polls numbers were like at 50. He'll, at he'll go back and... to building buildings. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go back to building the buildings. So there, in New York, where everyone is great because 9 11. <laughs> That's Donald Trump for you. All right, guys. So why don't um, we're going to wrap things up? But first, I want to take a very quick—I like doing this now—a quick prediction. Our our next debate is January twenty eighth. Anybody dropping out? Number one, you can answer two questions here. Is anybody going to drop out between now and then? Two. Will Rand Paul be in the next debate, Rico? No, and no. It's because they're all going to hang on to. And that is a Fox News Iowa. debate too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you said Iowa is the 29th? Um, Iowa, I believe, is February 1st, the vote. Oh, the, February. The, the, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. But it's, um, There's no 20th. point in dropping out now before Iowa. I think after Iowa, you'll probably see Jeb drop out. You'll probably see Fiorina drop out. I could see one or two dropping out. I know we're on your prediction, and I'm already butting in. But I could see one or two dropping out right before Iowa just to endorse somebody and just to get on someone's good side. You know? Oh, maybe. Well, what about someone mentioned Bobby Jindal in one of the debates? They're like, oh, I think it was Ted Cruz. He's like, Bobby Jindal wouldn't have been eligible to run for president. I'm like, wait, is he still running I for president? He technically <laughs> is. No, he dropped out. He dropped out. Did he? Okay. Yeah, yeah, he okay, well, Ted Cruz, get updated facts. Come on. But – uh. Yeah, no one no for me. All right, JB, anybody going to drop out, and will Rand be in the next debate with Fox News? I would say no and yes. Ooh, like like right. Rico mentioned before, it's way too close to Iowa to to give up now. And if anyone anyone who really wants to be president will wait till Iowa is done to officially drop out. But if Rand is really doing as well in Iowa as he claims to be, I feel like it would be impossible to keep him out. But we as won't know we that until that date. or you think well, the polls, will, the polls close, will show. As it. we get closer to that date, the polls will be 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 coming in more, and they'll probably be more relevant. And right. I just feel like he'll probably get into this next next. And one. there are this going to be feeling, a, there are going to be a million but, um, Iowa polls between now and then because you know that's yeah. where all the focus is going to be. So if there's any legitimacy to what they're saying, you got to think exactly. some amount of that is going to be reflected in the polls. Yeah, it's, some of that should filter through, and he should be able to get in. All right, so Brian. Anybody dropping out? And Rand Paul, yes or no? Nobody day. is dropping out. Maybe Santorum. Oh, he's staying until the convention no, ends. Santorum's no. not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm no. going to email Santorum and see if he wants to stay at my house. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Santorum, do you, you want, to, do you want the rest of the sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not trying. No, no, no one's That's dropping out. Uh, I think Rand will be in the next debate because I think the uh, – 
the media exposure he's gotten is good. I think he's polling well enough in Iowa, and I think he'll he'll yeah he'll make it. In. All right, and I'm going to say, man, it's so boring when I disagree with everybody. Um, yeah, I guess I, I don't think anybody new will drop out. Uh, I think Carly doesn't want to be seen as a quitter, so she probably won't drop out, even though she should. Should Santorum's not going anywhere? I, I think the undercard guys, the the fact that they're still there means they they want to stay at least through Iowa for w- whatever various reasons. Uh, they might even I think some of them may drop out right before Iowa, but this debate is before that. So I think between now and the next debate, no new dropouts. And boy, am I cynical about this, and I'm not at all confident in it. But I am going to go yes, ran in the debate because I think it's going to be harder to keep them out the more scrutiny there is on this. And, uh, God, I can't watch it. I need, I need to think he's going to be in the next debate. Cause how am I going to do another one of these? It was, it truly is painful. And you really do start to miss him when you realize even for all the reasons we disagree with Rand Paul, my God, he is really the only one that's remotely rational. And it's really, it really stands out when he's not there that how much these guys are just blustering and full of crap. Amen, brother. Amen. All right. Well, that seems here, like here. a good time to wind things down. Um, Thank you, gentlemen, for joining me once again. The next time you hear from us, depending on where and when you're listening to this, maybe on YouTube a little early, but otherwise, the next time you're going to hear from us will be next Wednesday when uh, we finally, hopefully, get together to bring you a recap of the Democratic debate, which will already have happened by the time you hear this, unless, of course, you're listening on YouTube. So go to subscribe to our YouTube channel, because sometimes our reaction shows will be released there a little bit early before they're in podcast form. So if you just can't wait to hear our acerbic wit and um, incredibly detailed analysis that is sometimes sans facts, then you know you can go subscribe to our channel on YouTube as well. And uh, until... Wednesday, when we bring you some Democratic debate analysis. Guys, what do you say? Join me here. Why don't you guys all live long and live free. free.